Welcome back to DC's Take 5, Georgetown Basketball Podcast. It's been too long, Carter. How are we? I think I'm finally in a good mental state to talk about what's happened. Well, see, we originally... We were going to try to do a season recap a while ago, but we just decided that the two of us, neither one of us could face the uh, the absolute demolition that occurred on Thursday night a couple of weeks ago at the, at the Madison Square Garden and the stinking embarrassment that happened in McDonough Arena a couple of weeks ago. You know, there are seven stages of grief, right? And I, I feel like I'm somewhere between, it's like realization is the sixth one and then acceptance is the last one. It's like I'm teetering between those two. Oh, yeah. Uh, it... Everything about those games made me physically ill, tired, exhausted, depressed, whatever you want to say it. It was brutal. But the Band-Aid's finally off. I'm happy that the new chap- the old chapter has closed. Mm-hmm. And I'm incredibly excited that we can look beyond this season and be <laughs> like, okay, yeah. we did a lot of great things. We exceeded expectations, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we met expectations exactly as to what the season should have been, thinking back to it. Yeah, maybe just not in the way that we thought we would. Exactly, but we'll dive into that a little bit. But with that, let's get back to it. It's been too long. Welcome to DC. I really haven't missed the song. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you would think after 15 episodes that you finally just downloaded the audio file for Welcome to DC, but for those of you who don't know, Dan still goes to YouTube as soon as he gets here every time and says, oh, let me find our theme song. Hey, you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. But let's dive into that Seton Hall demolition that occurred in the Big East tournament. Yeah. For those of you that did not watch the game. 73-57, Seton Hall over Georgetown. That doesn't even, it's not, it wasn't even that close. No, but hey, things looked good when we were winning 8-4 to in oh, the yeah. first two minutes. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> D- never forget. We took an 8-4 lead when McClung was on the fast break and did a nice little bounce back pass to Jesse who mm. floated it in for the perfect shot. And then uh, Seton Hall began to apply a little bit of pressure on Georgetown and everything just went to shit. Yeah, that's a really good way to describe it. We were both at this game in person, believe it or not. You were even calling it. I was calling it alone. And yeah. uh, if that doesn't get me a direct pathway to heaven as I pass, I don't know what the <laughs> hell what that was because that was torture. Yeah, I don't even want to know. I, mean, I, was talking was to my, I was talking to my mother before um, I left, and she was like, I really hope it's a close game. It would be absolutely terrible if they just destroyed them in the first half. And I was sitting there. It was at halftime, and I was thinking. I was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to call the second half. I really don't. It was just, I, I can't believe you even stayed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I fucking took a five-hour bus ride to get here. Of course I was going to I think stay. I even told you. I was like, you should get the hell out of <laughs> you here. You told me. <laughs> just, bro, you should leave. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they were losing 53-28. to 28. Seton Hall, a team that is a terrible offensive team, hung 53 points on us. Yeah. Miles Powell! He outscored us in the first half. Ah! <laughs> that was a hell of a show. 
being relatively close to the action. Our seats were really good. They were pretty much the equivalent of student section tickets, but at MSG, which was amazing. Definitely the best seats I'll ever have in MSG. But it was unbelievable. He was just, he was doing everything. It, it looked like, you know, me playing my little brother. I think he certainly remembered how uh, how well Jagan Mosley kind of draped him in the second half and overtime and double overtime of Georgetown's big win to close out the year at Capital One Arena. Came in and he, he had a plan. And Coach Willard, you absolutely knew that Willard was going to look at how Georgetown frustrated Powell in that game and adapt. And he certainly did. Jagan yeah. just didn't have the quickness to stay with him. He yeah, absolutely was... didn't. They ran him off less screens in this game. And I think that was an... Well, I think. I mean, get the proof's in the pudding. It was, a, it, was a very, yeah. it was a very good strategy. Um, yeah. And you knew right off the bat, James went up, hit a jumper that rattled home for a quick 2 nothing lead. And Powell made a jumper mid-range over, I think, two or three of our guys. Oh, yeah. And that was you when knew. you knew. You were like, this boy came to play. Like, he is ready to rock. Yeah, and there were, oh, God, I'm re-watching some of the highlights now. And even though he even started out a little bit hot, the fact that he got two fast-break dunks off of bad passes as his second and third buckets was just so fucking discouraging. I think they took a 10-8 lead when... Josh was trying to break the full court press. He had a lazy pass. He was trying to get it back to James. And Powell just read it and pummeled it in for a grown man slam. Two-hander. But, I mean, that was the story of the first half. It was was the Miles Powell show. Uh, He did everything. Yeah. Absolutely did everything. Our offense completely stalled. We hit, I think, one three-pointer in the first half, and that came from Javon. But we had nothing. Yeah. We just had nothing. And another sign, when Miles Kale hit his first three-pointer, yeah. that was when I was thinking, this is not good. Because yeah. Kale is an X-factor scoring-wise for Seton Holland. When he hit his shots, they usually came out on top. Yeah. And that, that shot Miles Powell had over, uh, was it Jamarco on the switch? The, like yep. thirty footer he hit without even yeah. dribbling. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Yeah, oh, man, he's just—it's crazy how dominant a fringe first round pick can be, even against other D one players. Right? I don't know where they have Powell going in mocks, but I would say he could even be a second rounder. Yeah, he um, he probably would yeah. be a second rounder. And in my is, opinion, and he was just so far and above better than everyone else. And like you, you think about the NBA future of the prospects that we have on our team right now, um, and it, it's just it really shows how far we have to go still. I agree. I 100% agree. We had no one who was capable of just manning up with him and staying with him. Yeah. And I think that's a problem moving yeah. forward. Yeah. I mean, James did have a great game looking at the box score. He, he I wouldn't say he had a great game. I, I would say good he game. had a good game. Yeah. He was the only one who had a good game. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's great, relatively speaking. But he, he led that little bit of a charge that we had at the beginning of the second half. I think we had cut it to 14 at one point. Oh, we did? Yeah. yeah. And then Mac took a really bad three, right? Mac fouled the three-point shot. Oh, that's what it was. And Trey missed a dunk and proceeded uh, to miss another dunk. Yeah, yeah, he missed two of them. I mean, we give Trey a bit of a rough time at times, but 
even I when I he when he missed both of those dunks, I was like, only he could go out that way. Boy sucks, yeah. And looking at his uh, stats, two of nine, zero oh for two from three. Yeah, how did he? He had the like second most shots on the team, I think. Yeah, he did. In, Fuck is up with that? I have never seen a big man who can't shoot have a more trigger happy release than Trey Morning. But well, what else can he do? Do you want him to dribble or pass? I don't, I, I, <laughs> I'd like him to stay away from the ball. Yeah. Well, it's I. It's tough to get mad at Trey because I mean it is a little. It's easy to get mad at Trey. It's myself. so easy. Yeah. But, but part of it is you know I'm less mad at him and more mad at the fact that we don't have enough big depth. Like because you know he's bad, but he had never played any real minutes in his career until this year. Mm-hmm. So expecting anything from him was unrealistic. I agree. I'm just more mad that we didn't have any depth. Antoine Walker could have had all his minutes. Yeah. Instead, he had to turn he... Epicurean into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was thinking when we were at uh, Wingo's a couple of nights ago, the night that I had the wings that you left at my place when we went in the fall, that was the night of the fight. I was eating, like, buffalo wings in my underwear in bed, and then I hear the fire alarm go off. What a sight. Corderon in bed, underwear, it's buffalo a wings. I think I had, I, I had milk, too, because buffalo is a little spicy for me. So. <laughs> but that's not the sexiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. And the whitest thing you've ever heard. Oh, dude, I mean, we all do. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I will say, one player who I thought hustled his butt off in this game for Georgetown was a big reason they actually gave me a little bit of hope in the second half. Can you give Can you give it a guess? Is it our bruiser? Caleb Johnson? Goddamn right it is. Oh, yeah. He made a bunch of plays in the second half. He had four offensive rebounds. <laughs> I, he granted he had our best offensive rebounder is 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, <laughs> and our second best one in this game is Javon Blair. No, yes, it is. He and Trey are tied for one offensive rebound apiece, baby. <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, we we got dominated on the last <laughs> of this game. It wasn't even funny. We we yeah. got out we got out rebounded by three, but they had twelve offensive rebounds compared yeah. to our six. That's crazy. Everything about this game was Georgetown came out sluggish. They got punched in the face. It was like. A sleep-deprived boxer coming yeah. out for a fight, yeah, and they just, one that just wasn't ready. They just weren't ready, and that's a problem going into next year. Yeah, I thought we would be. I uh, really did. I, I, you would think because this is the biggest game of the season. The bright lights, the freshmen have always stepped up, but it, they were a year away. And this game showed it. And Jesse is six years away. And Jesse. I will always respect what he did for the program. He was the one who really helped hold the fort down. Four years of purgatory for this program. But I wish him the best. I always will. I will always be rooting for him. But I'm happy. I'm happy that the chapter is closed. Oh, so happy, man. I'm, I wish him good fortune. I hope he continues to build his skills. I hope he. I hope he learns how to turn some of his limitations into strengths. But... I'm happy that we have Omer coming in. He's going to be so much better. I agree with that. He's going to be. I will never miss Jesse. I don't think I ever saw Jesse sprint in two years of being a fan. Honestly. Wow. Like, or maybe he's just that slow. But he does look like he like, kind of lumbers. Even a just bit. in these highlights, I'm watching. Like after his ste- after the ball, the one where he literally just got picked up his dribble, like and just threw it to Miles Powell. Look at him just. That's his run, Getting though. Beat by, 
It, he no. looks like he's. He literally looks like he's, he's moving underwater. Like he's trotting or something. Yes. Like ah. Man. It, and really, again, it, it just looks like he's moving underwater. It's so bad. And again, I really think the only way that Jesse really ever looks good is if he's hitting outside shots. Yeah. He has no post game. The only way that he scores in the post is if he gets a defender kind of leaning to his yeah. right and yep. goes up using his... his left side as a shield with that right hook. Yep. And we saw that against Harvard. His The majority of his points... Were threes. Yes. 12 yeah. of his 25 came beyond the arc yeah. and 7... So what's 7 plus 12? 19? Yeah. That's 19 of his points were threes yeah. and free throws. He had one seal for a layup, that lefty hook and one, and then a righty hook, yeah. So he's somehow, no, he's three of six from two. But, man, I mean, Seton Hall, I'm okay with us losing that. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not okay with us losing it the way we did. No, they're not. Watching what they did in the Big East tournament and then um, the NCAA tournament, too, like solidified them as a legit team that was clearly better than us. They absolutely. Um, you know, the one time we beat them in double overtime, they just had a really bad shooting night. They had a tough shooting night. We dug in, and we frustrated them, so credit to us. And I think Coach Willard was like, yeah, they played great, but we are better than them. Yeah, We're going to show it. No, and and they did. But, like, the Harvard game, that just leaves such a sour taste in my mouth. If I'm going to be honest with you, Carter, I was happy they lost that game. I don't know why. Just because I didn't want to have to deal with their bullshit for the rest of the year. I wanted (laughs) to enjoy basketball without having to worry about Georgetown. And you know what? I did. I'm very happy. I'm very happy about all four Final Four teams. My bracket's destroyed, but I'm yeah, very happy for each program. But you know what? This game was a disgrace. Yeah. A disgrace performance-wise from Georgetown. I'm happy we lost it, too, because we would have... If we won playing the way we did, no one probably would have questioned it as much. You know? No. Not that an NIT win means anything. It means nothing. But, you know, if we had won, and then maybe... Who did Harvard play NC State after? They lost by one. Yeah, so if we had like hung in that game or whatever, then people would have been like, oh, you know, they would have used it to justify, oh, there's some tangible progress here. But I'm happy we lost because it's going to cause us to look in the mirror even more. So if there's one stat that I want to point out, yeah, they out-rebounded us by nine. Harvard out-rebounded us by nine. But they don't have a guy taller than 6'8". No. Jesse had four. Yep. And he only played 24 minutes. Yep, because he was in foul trouble the entire time. Because he couldn't guard him. Yep. Does that... I think this is the game. This is a quintessential Jesse Govan game. Yeah, it Yeah. He went out the way that we know that he is a player. He hit threes. He hit his free throws. And that was what made him effective. He wasn't a great rebounder. He was never a great help or switch defender. And he was always in foul trouble. Yeah. Man, even even that last shot that we drew up for him, mm-hmm. first, it's it's a little sad that he's our best shooter, but it just as he shot that ball, <laughs> I knew there was no way it was going in. Oh, dude, dude, from where we were sitting, you were just like, that doesn't even have a damn player. <laughs> it, it's yeah. frustrating because you look at our team, who played well in this game, James. James played, and really, I think. Really well. I think he is one of the biggest reasons you have to be optimistic for oh, the future. He's so good. He's, Watching him, this was the closest I had seen him to, not to cut you off, 
Mm -hmm. But another reason that having Jesse next year will be so much, or having Jesse gone will be so much better is because there were about three specific instances where James made just a filthy read on a pick and roll. Jesse goes up, gets stripped. (laughs) You think Omer's getting stripped? No, I don't think. You think Omer is interested in being loose with the ball? Yeah. Dude, Omer is the type of player who'd get a pass and yam on on you you. and stare you down. And get a tech for it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm all for <laughs> it. So I'm all for it's it. It's such a nice change of pace. It is. But James, so anyway, James's passing is insane. I know a lot of people with um, LSU's run to the Sweet 16 were comparing him to Tremont Waters as, you know, the floor general that we could have had versus the one that we do have. And, you know, a lot of people say they'd want Tremont, but I don't know, man. I, James is fucking good. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah, I mean, Tremont is a more seasoned scorer, but he's also had more years in Division One. It's unfair to compare them at the moment. I would argue that James, right out of school, right out of high school, was a better passer than Tremont. I agree. I think he's a better passer. Tremont's a damn good passer. He's a good but passer. James, James is way better in the pick and roll. Yeah, I'm saying, like, yeah, where James is right now is probably a little bit better. Than where Tremont was, yeah, and Tremont, Tremont, I don't mean to take anything away from Tremont. He had a wonderful tournament, had everything to be proud of. That last shot against Maryland was icy. Yeah, it was dude. icy. Apparently, people said he traveled on that. I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Yeah. But I think James is a huge reason why this program should be positive. Tremont's also twenty-one. Yeah, James is eighteen. Yeah. So what? What the fuck? Wait, James is going to be Tremont's age when he's a senior. Mm-hmm. Trayvon's a sophomore. Yeah. What the? This whole reclassing thing, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And that shows you James is fire. He doesn't care about age. And maturity. And maturity. It's unbelievable. One thing I would say I would like to see James work on a little bit is that first burst. Yes. That first step needs to be, since he's smaller, it needs to be old. He needs to turn into, do you want to know who I would love James to turn into? Jared Harper. From Auburn. Oh, he fucked up my bracket. <laughs> yes, he did. Man, yeah. How big is he? He is five foot nine. No, really? Take a look. Five eleven. He's five eleven. They say he's five eleven. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he he looks five eleven though. That's the thing on the in the games. See, I think he looks smaller. Really? I think he looks a little smaller, man. Uh. But when you watch what he did to Kentucky, which is one of the best defensive teams in the country in overtime, was not fair. Yeah, that's right. He looked looked like a speeding bullet out there. He hit some ridiculous shots, too. Yes, he did. Absolutely did. That's who I want James to turn into. And do you want to know who I want Mac to turn into? Bryce Brown. Mm. A more athletic Bryce Brown. Because what what have we seen from Mac this season? And I think the game against Harvard... Completely identified yeah. his weaknesses. Mac's offense is entirely reliant be, by his outside shot. Yeah. If he's hitting his outside shot, defenders have to close on him, and he's quick enough and athletic enough to create if he can get by that first guy. Yeah, and he's not a bad passer either. No, he's he not. Yeah. And Mac, when he one thing that Mac loves to do, he had four assists in this game. Didn't yeah, he loves when he takes it in, little, little jump stop, yep. little fade back, yep. hits that. He's probably good for two or three of those a game if he's feeling yeah. it. Yeah. If he could just find a little bit more of an outside shot. If part of it's part of it's the outside shot, 
he missed a bunch of wide open catch and shoot threes that well, he'll have to work on. And in all fairness to the line. Yes, right? that's the exactly what I was going to say. Different. A lot of those threes were a little short because the three point arc got bumped back a little bit. Yeah, dumbest, to FIBA. dumbest rule. Yeah, it was, it was Why very are you, like, they've never played with that. Yeah, it was dumb. Um, not, I mean, that both teams shot 20 and 24% from three. So there you go, NCAA. But I think that. A lot of what Mag has to work on too is his jumper off the dribble, because he'll never be tall enough to just shoot over people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and obviously you want to knock down your catch and shoot threes, but most of his scoring will be when the ball is in his hands, right? Yeah. So he'll have to get better at you know creating space using step backs or um, he had a, I think his first bucket of the game was really nice. He you know did his typical jab step to the left and then dribbled right. But before the big could come up, he pulled up and swished a jumper. Like, mm-hmm. that's something I would want to see him get really good at. Yes, I entirely agree with that. I, it's, again, I think these two are the reason you got to be excited. I think Josh as well. Josh is one of the most important players for Georgetown next year with his yeah. potential ability to stretch yeah. the floor consistently and considering the amount of size that Ewing is bringing in with, you know, Wilson how do you say his name? Igofe? Igofe. Igofe. Yeah. And then um, Kadu's Wahab. Yeah. Because Wahab's six foot ten. Yeah. He is a large, large. He's Jesse's size. And we're going to have Omer who's bigger than Jesse. He plays defense. He plays defense and he attacks the offensive glass like I haven't seen before. And man, I'm excited for him. So if we could roll out a lineup that features James, Mac, Josh at the three. Oh, okay. Caduce and that, Omer. That could be the hottest take, yeah. Because if Josh works on his game enough to be a decent three on offense, because mm-hmm. he's six seven, you know, he's not that big. He's an undersized four. Yes, um, but he's raw, so that's mm-hmm. why he gets played at the four. Yes, yeah. That that would be crazy. Because you look at Josh and you don't think he's a big guy. He's a little bit slender. Like, you know, he looks like a slender. He's, he's like the slender man. Shoulders, he does. That's why he weighs a lot. He's got a lot of muscle in there. Yeah. But he's athletic enough, quick enough, and smooth enough to play on the perimeter. His voice crack. I hate <laughs> you so much sometimes. We're in the giving no fucks point of the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I even watching I've watched those highlights a couple times, but I'm happy that the, the atmosphere was so electric. Mm-hmm. Shows that the fan base is like slowly creeping up. Not that you know the team has given us anything good to keep us around, but like I thought our defense was okay, not great. The, the defense didn't lose us the game, yes, which is good. That's you know all you can ask for with us. And other than we really didn't get a whole lot of bench contributions this game, honestly. But it's just you know, I was thinking of it like. I might have described this to you. It's like the best teams, you you can almost think of it as a probability that you get a good performance from someone. And you sum up all of those probabilities, the team with the highest probabilities are the best teams, right? I would agree with that. Think about the best teams. It's like they have the most amount of players who are, you know, X amount likely to have a good game, right? And even good all good teams have someone who's usually pretty dependable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we thought Jesse was that person, but he's not. And I don't know, Mac probably has a good game every three games, four games maybe. James probably two out of three. Yeah. 
Um, but if you just think about that and then you take that, you know, with the bench and everything, it's like we really were I think we honestly overachieved a little bit this year. I would agree with that. Well, when you think back to Georgetown Media Day, I think Trey said it. He said the goal this year is to avoid that Wednesday night game. And that's what they did. Finished top six. They did that. They finished tied for third. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we might be a victim of expectation, but I think this year is still a success. I absolutely, I absolutely think the way, like going into the season, if you told me that this was going to be the result, I would have taken it. 100%. Yeah, me, me too. I but looking back on it and the way they did it kind of yeah. leaves a sour taste in your mouth because of the inconsistency and the potential. Yeah. It's what we left on the table. Exactly. You know, all and the good wins are nice, but I honestly, I would have traded the Marquette win for the Syracuse win or something, you know? I w- absolutely would have traded or, the Marquette win for the Syracuse or, win. Or, you know... Considering even, I was broadcasting it in the yeah, Carrier Dome. Yeah, or even the fucking, even the Marquette win, loss, you know? I would have, or the first Marquette loss, I honestly would have rather had that than... You know, it's just like the types of wins were very surprising, mm-hmm. but the losses were just so heart-wrenching. Yes. So... I think even when you look at the three freshmen that we brought in, all of them exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. And all of them proved that they were underranked. And I think my take of us having a top five freshman class got proven pretty right with all three of them making the Big East first team and James winning Big East freshman of the year. We certainly had the top freshman class in the Big East. We'd have to do some serious analysis and ranking to see if you're... Uh... If we I, Duke, agreed that your take. We did it last time. Oh, well, we did it on do, the fly. Well, you do Duke and Kentucky, um, and then you know probably UNC, Kansas. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, Oregon maybe. Well, Oregon had Bobo, Bobo, but he wasn't really. I don't think I, I don't think that's fair to count Bobo, considering he really didn't have much of an effect on the season. But hey, honestly, better without. Yeah, they were. They had a fantastic season and easily could have beaten UVA. Yeah, absolutely, they could have beaten oh, UVA. Man. But let's look at recruiting real quick. Okay, recruiting, and then we'll give we'll give you guys a podcast update, and uh, you know we'll do a fun Final Four prediction. Yeah, give you yeah, who yeah, we think yeah. we're gonna win. Let you know where we stand. But uh, I think every single Georgetown's fans' eyes are set on Cole Anthony. I think it's fair to say that, and you know, as Casual Loya put it. We're in our first Final Four since 07. (laughs) It's Georgetown, Notre Dame, Oregon, and UNC. UNC lost a big piece today. Nasir Little declared for the draft, signed an agent. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's surprising. Uh, I know. I would have liked to see him stay a year. I would have too. Yeah. Absolutely. He really could have benefited from more touches. I agree. I think we only began to see his potential in the first two games of the tournament. And a big reason why... I mean, he was just such a step up from Luke May in UNC. I mean, that's a big reason why they lost. Nasir Little was playing with the flu. Yeah, And true. Luke May just couldn't switch on those Auburn screens. His closeout game was terrible. And that's a big reason why Kentucky fared better against Auburn than UNC. You have bigs such as Nick Richards, P.J. Washington that, can, that are quicker and longer than Luke May. But regardless, How did regardless. How lose? Oh, my God. Bryce Brown. Um, and Jared Harper. I really thought this could have been my year. I really did. Yeah, I mean, it looked... That that first half, I I, I think it was put best by Barstool Riggs. Kentucky fucking choked. 
<laughs> in no way or sense of the word should have Kentucky lost that game. Yeah. But they did. And credit to Bruce Pearl and Auburn for taking it. But again, okay. cool Anthony. Yeah. McDonald's game, All-American, MVP. Top four. I've been doing a lot of analysis. I've been analyzing. I've been digging into psychiatrist Dan. <laughs> oh, God. We're Bring ahead of Notre Dame. Bring it out. Yeah. I have talked myself into can, believing that Kobe White is not NBA ready and that he should stay at UNC. He's Why? Like, he's like a lottery pick easy. Why? The guy can't shoot. Yeah, he can. He can't shoot. Yeah. He's freakish athletic, a stupid good passer, but Auburn bottled him up. He had nothing. He was a turnover machine in that second half. I mean, yeah, he's really athletic, but Cole literally said, I can't really see a situation where we would go, where I would choose to go there, and he's still there. Yeah, oh, that, that's 100% fair. If he's still there, Cole's not going there. So let's say that Kobe does stay. <laughs> okay. I mean, Georgetown. He's an easy lottery pick. Yeah, okay. Easy. Yeah. I think easy would be, I don't think he makes the top 10. I think he's top 15. Numerous stranger, stranger things have happened. I would agree with that. I do think, I, 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 I do think there's a couple of players I would pick ahead of him. Uh, um, okay. But if you're looking at Cole, the one thing that he has said repeatedly is he wants to make a Final Four. Well, Cole, if your goal is that, have fun at Oregon or UNC because it ain't happening here. It ain't happening at Notre Dame. But. If he wants to raise his draft stock, become a, na- a potential national sensation, and resurrect a program that needs a star, yeah, and drag it back from the dead with a legendary head coach at the helm, I mean, what better storyline could you write than for him to come to Georgetown? If he wants as much news as possible, if he wants to raise his personal brand as much as he can, it's not in the Pac-12. No team in the Pac-12 can do that. No one's going to be watching him (laughs) if he goes to Oregon. That's true. I I I definitely wouldn't. It's not going to happen at Notre Dame. It's just not. It's not happening. As good as they are, as solid of a coach as Mike Bray is, Notre Dame just isn't a basketball school. Yeah. It's not. It never will be. They have their run, but yes, we've seen the, the last few years. They yeah, they haven't gotten anyone. It's a football school. Yeah, UNC. It's a basketball school, but Roy Williams is a weird coach with freshmen. He does like upper class. He them. prefers experience yeah. over youth. Yeah, he's a little old school that way. Originally, Seventh like Woods was the starter Outro. over Kobe White. Yeah, Nasir Little. He was the best freshman on that team. Yeah, he didn't play for a while. He didn't play. He was still the sixth man. Yeah. He preferred Luke May. I'm telling you. Cole Anthony, if he comes to Georgetown, would take over DC. It would be Hoya Hype Nation. I feel like he could be Big East Player of the Year. I, he would be freshman yeah, of the year, absolutely. No, like seriously, I think he could be Big East player. Who's le- Shamori's leaving? Shamori's gone. Marcus Howard's gone. Powell's probably, probably gone. Powell's probably gone. Who else? Sam Hauser? He's a junior, but he'll stay. 
No, I know, but I'm saying who else would be left? Oh, I mean, yeah. Je- Jesse's leaving. Uh, Booth and Pascal are gone. Mm-hmm. Literally the entire first team. Yeah. <laughs> the entire first I team. Take, I take the odds on that, man. Um, but, yeah, I I think even I'm looking at Oregon. Like, they, they're they losing somehow Paul White, Hoya legend, was their fourth best player this year. Yeah, he was. But, played well in the uh, tournament. Like, Bull Bull's gone. They have Lewis King, who... They still have Peyton Pritchard. They do have Peyton. He'll be a senior. He's pretty good. He is a damn good player. Yeah. yeah but the thing is, he and Cole, they're both ball dominant. Yeah. And that, that, again, again, that's a bit of a problem here because we have James. Yeah. But, and Mac. But, but the thing is, what we've seen with James, James Oregon runs the pick has. and roll as well as anyone. And you got to think he's going to be a little bit better. Yeah. And Cole's absolutely... Able to play as an off-ball scoring guard. Yeah, and he an off. Could you imagine running it two players that have wildly good passing instincts? Yeah. Oh yeah, we would be one of the best passing teams potentially across all five power conferences. Yeah, Cole's a great defender too, from what I hear. Oh, he's um, and he's been down. working a lot on his shot mechanics. Yes, it's an interesting thing on his Instagram. He sped up his release a lot because it was a little bit janky. Well that's, um, well, that's what they asked him. They said, what is your top goal going into college? He said, I want to become a lockdown three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to be able to spot up and knock down anything. Yeah. Just for reference, Oregon has um, a 92, an 88, and an 86 coming in. So that's a five-star and two four-stars. 6'8", six, 6'10", six, 6'8". Six, so there's definitely a void there at mm-hmm. the guard spot. Again, I, I just don't... Just Oregon's not really a basketball school either. In a way, yeah. In a I would way, say they're no. more of a football school. I would agree. It's just Pac-12 in general. Yeah. Um, I would be I would be surprised if he goes to Oregon. I would be stunned over Georgetown, honestly. I agree. Because the reason that Georgetown's still in the running, you got it. It's a lot because of his dad, right? Yeah, it's I'm sure. Dad. It, I'm sure it was his dad that pushed him into it. But I think that hopefully he's seen you know when he visited in november and since then he's kind of seen that we're more than just our name now whenever he speaks about ewing he's incredibly complimentary of who he is what he's done for his father and what he's done with this program he said he's like i saw the way they went out he said they're a bunch of fighters it was tough next year is their year so he sees the progression development it's just a matter of whether he chooses to be to a, be part, a part, of part of it. Yeah. How Again, would that? I really, if you know, if he came here, oh yeah, he would take over. Yeah. It would be like the eighties, dude. If you the hype. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're trying to live in DC next year. You have a low key. No, I was thinking about it. I was like, if Cole comes to DC, I gotta be here. Yeah. I absolutely have to be you here. You and I. You and I. Also, I'll get you some student tickets. I'll be broadcasting. Who are you talking about? Oh, you'll about? be broadcasting? Absolutely. Oh, that's... Oh, damn. That's really right. cool. Oh, damn yeah. Right. You got to keep the game strong. Keep the keep the mind right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. Um, I I still think he picks UNC, but I... It's just getting more real. Slowly but surely. April 20th. 420. <laughs> the Jordan <Brady>. Brand Classic. <laughs> we will know. Keep praying, Hoya fans. Yeah, seriously. Know. Who knows? Ah, oh, man. What about this other guy we got? This LSU transfer. Gallon Alexander? Gallon. So, I'm a fan. It's not like he's just a new freshman coming in. He's a seasoned player. He's yeah. a little older. And I, I like him because he's a guy who can come off the bench, potentially, potentially start. Yeah. By Big East play, if, you like, if he can give us... More of a scoring punch, 
Again, a player who can attack off the wing more than Jamarco can right now. Again, I'm all for it. Yeah. He's just got to stay out of trouble. He was dismissed from LSU because apparently he was shooting people with an airsoft gun on the goddamn sidewalk. <sighs> uh, it was funny. I was uh, I follow him on Instagram now. I was going through his story, and somebody, he said, ask me anything. Some dude was like, you better stay out of trouble. I want to see you play. He's like, don't worry, man. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, U- Ewing's going to keep him in line. Come Absolutely. On. And uh, he actually was here for the weekend. Um, I saw uh, Coach Kirby uh, driving him on a golf cart, and he was hanging out with Josh LeBlanc. A lot yeah, in the they hotel. Were, they were AAU teammates. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's great that they uh, already have a connection there. Oh yeah. Um, you got the players to recruit for you. Absolutely. I don't. I don't know if Max going down the gate, gate City. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Max and your new best friend. You uh, hung out with him on the Village A rooftops. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was fun. <laughs> it definitely check something off my bucket list. I yeah. Just tell me, big fan. Mm-hmm. He was hanging out with this random kid from Vegas who he said was like his best friend. Oh, it he's a manager really on the strange. team. Oh, really? I sit next to him in Shakespeare. Oh, that's. Well, there, that ends it. Not even joking. I was going to say. I know like, that because he usually wears a lot of. He's a manager. He, he has yeah. basketball gear. But he always wears this Vegas Golden Knights uh, pullover. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has, he he has black been. hair. Yep, yep. Um, a little bit shorter. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah he's like he kind of has like a little bit of an like uh, like a bit of an Asian ish vibe. He kind of looks Asian. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be like Filipino. Or yes. something. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's always a nice kid. Oh, okay. I spoke so to I him a couple of times. Well, I did his name. It's, uh, I forget his name. He's a great kid. Yeah, really, really nice dude. It was interting to see Mac hanging out with a non basketball player. It shows he was a, such a nice dude though. Just when I talked to him, I asked him what it was like to move out of his apartment because of the construction. He was like, dude, it fucking sucked. <laughs> I was like, fair, you know. Uh, athletes, I think, already have unlimited flex, so he can't go to Chick-fil-A more than he already does. If I had unlimited flex, I'd gain 50 pounds. I know, I know. Maybe you and I just have chicken wings, both of our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but that was fun. Um, I'm, I'm glad that going back to um, Gallon, you said, mm-hmm. not Galen, okay. He definitely fills a need for us. He's springy yeah. from the tape I watched. And, you know, shooting, I don't know. But an athletic wing, we have not. It's It's been a minute. We we need wings, too. I need more than one type of wing. <laughs> need chicken wings. need Gallon Alexander wing. Yeah. I need Jamarco Pickett to learn how to play offense wing. wing. Yeah, yeah. I need a lot of them. Do you uh, still think he, he could transfer? No, I don't think so. I Did, think he's staying. Yeah, me too. He even uh, posted. He said, um, yeah, "Oh, yeah." Did you so see he that? had a bit of a interesting post. A he snafu. Said, a snafu. Um, he posted. He's like, "I love new beginnings" or something. And everybody started freaking he's the heck he out. He said, on "Time Instagram. for a fresh start." That's what it was. It was just his goddamn haircut. <laughs> what, Jamarco? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. <sighs> and he. One thing that annoyed me about uh, JP was uh, he posted the picture of him dunking in McDonough Arena with a rose, and that was his only goddamn. That was his only Boy. basket. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, from the outside in, it's like, oh, this guy's such a stud. Look at him, an athlete. Dunk oh, yeah. And it was just like, ah, don't know. Get Tarver. Yeah. In a game <laughs> that you lost. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you got to keep the brand up. Yeah, though, but uh, before we get to IG a podcast uh, update, we'll do a little fun Final Four prediction. Okay. Who you got winning both games and who's your champ? Okay. Well, I have to – it's tough because I'm kind of done being objective because that hasn't worked out super well for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going with my heart. I will. I think UVA beats Auburn. I agree. And I think Texas Tech beats Michigan I State. I agree. I'm rooting for both of them really hard. I agree. As a UVA fan since my 
freshman year of high school, watching mm-hmm. them choke so much. It was fucking ridiculous. You were a UVA fan? I was. My dad went there. So I was, uh, before yes. Georgetown, I watched them, watched them lose to Michigan State in the heartbreaker when Michigan State a really good team. I watched them choke against Syracuse in the Elite Eight. Then I watched them lose to UMBC. I watched them mm-hmm. lose to, fuck, someone else. I don't even know. But just underperform all yes. the time. And I still think if they lose to Auburn, they'll be pissed. Oh, they absolutely. If you're like, UVA right now, you have to win this national yeah, title. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, There's no and or uh, ifs or buts. Lose, I feel like losing to Michigan State, maybe, but yeah, they they're clearly they should be favorites. I think. I think they are the favorite to win the yeah. title. And they they should be. They haven't played like themselves at all. That no. Purdue game was insane. My favorite moment of the tournament was. After uh, Diakite hit that shot, I was thrilled. I, I was rooting for Virginia in that game. Um, I, and Carson Edwards, who's all class, all class, all heart. I If there's one player I just felt bad for, it was Carson Edwards. Yeah. what He did not deserve to go out that way. But he's a good dude, too. He was always smiling on the court. And uh, Mamadi Diakite walked back on. And it was just Carson Edwards. Oh, he yeah. smiles at him. Yep. Diakite was smiling right back at him, said something, went over, and just bumped his chest. <laughs> and both of them laughed. Yeah. And then overtime started. That was the reason why college basketball is the best. Yeah, it was It was awesome. Just two competitors playing their absolute asses off, just respecting each other. Yeah, like, that was insane. Great respect's great. Because that last shot by Diakite was great. Yeah, seriously. And that pass by Kihei Clark oh. to not... Because it was funny because uh, Tony Bennett, after the game, he saw Kihei Clark begin to take another dribble. And he was like, throw it to Ty, throw it to Ty. We need to get a shot up. And it was just a dart. Yeah. Pass. Yeah, one hand. That's a hell of a play for a freshman to make. He's 5'9". That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, he is 5'9". Yeah, I mixed him He's up with Harper. He's such a good defender for being 5'9". He's bestie. It's actually insane. He's, great. He's yeah. a great player. He's got a solid yeah. shot as long as he spots up. He had yeah. a couple of really big shots against Oregon. Yeah, he did. His UVA team is very likable. All, yeah. all of these teams in the Final Four are likable. Yeah. Which make which is going to make it awesome to watch. I agree. Awesome I and hard. We got some time. Uh, because as much as I Saturday, hate... Right? As much as I... Yes. As much as I hate Duke, I was sad. For Me Trey too. Jones, I was sad for Zion. I was not sad for RJ. I don't like RJ. I, I fucking hate RJ, dude. He's not good. Yeah, dude. Do you want to know what his... Uh, not good. So, the final three minutes of that game, guess what RJ's field goal percentage was? Zero. Yes, guess how many shots he took? Four. Nine. Nine! Nine. 0 for nine in the last three. Fans! Guess how many shots Zion took? Two. Three. RJ, to the very end, truly believed that he was the best So he was seriously, he was 0 for 9? Saw it on Instagram. So he was 7 for 8 from the field. Because yeah. he finished 7 for 17. Yeah, that's what I heard. He started he out hot. He had 7 turnovers. Dude, he was he had a bad game. God! I'm telling you, bro. I mean, Reddish sucked. But I'm like, telling you, Carter. I knew this because I was, I was talking to my friends during the game. None of them believed me throughout the tournament. None of them still would have believed me, I don't think. I said... Had Duke beaten Michigan State, I think Tech would have beat him by eight. I think Tech would have smothered him. Really? The only one that would have had any success is Zion because it's Zion, and he's impossible to guard. Yeah. he's. I think anyone good. else, I don't think, I think RJ would have been absolutely smothered. I think Trey Jones would have had difficulty against Matt Mooney. Yeah. I think Reddish would have been, the thing is, Reddish is just a wild card, but he just was not impressive at all yeah. during the tournament. Yeah. 
I mean, I I think he was kind of iced out from the offense. I think so too. He's he's more ball dominant than people think. As I a, agree. As a scorer, and you could see he, his confidence just wasn't there to go off the dribble. It wasn't. Yeah. But my uh, my predictions, and I just wanted to say this because I think it was funny that you're a UVA fan. I grew up a Michigan State fan. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. My dad made a lot of money um, back in the day. <laughs> it all ties to game. In two thousand, in two thousand, uh, in two thousand, dude. Yeah, he won. Um, uh, Four digits in his office box pool because he picked Michigan State. Wow! No, excuse me. He picked um, he uh, he picked. It was a year that Michigan State wasn't good. They made it to the Final Four. Oh yeah, like and he usual. picked them to go to the Final Four because he liked that they were the Spartans because of the movie Three Hundred, oh, and they happened to go to the Final Four. And then uh, Sparta. Yeah, so that made him a lot of money. So ever since then. I like followed Michigan State. I rooted for them, and I love Izzo. So like, I had Duke, and Duke would have made me a lot of money, but nothing. It, I was so happy when Izzo was in tears in like the final, like in the post game interview with like Tracy Wolfson. He was crying. It, it was just awesome. That's good stuff. Awesome. So like, I won't be the only team. I'd like to see UVA in the final. I'm okay with either Michigan State or Tech. Okay. But I think the winner of that game wins the title. You think they beat UVA? I think either of those teams beat UVA. I agree with you. If UVA plays like how they have been playing. Yeah. I think either one. The, the, the key with UVA for me is what DeAndre Hunter is going to show yeah, up. Yeah. What the. Who the fuck has he been? Where the fuck has he been? Nowhere. Nowhere. He's sucked. He's kind yeah. of. He's low key tanked his draft stuff. He has. And, and, but I will say that move. That move. Oh, at the end of that Purdue game. game saved UVA's season. Yes. And he's what yoked, is. dude. He's yoked. I don't know why he doesn't do that every Should. Time. Yeah. 6 7 230. I'm going to say that I'm going to say Michigan State wins the title. Okay. I'm going to say game. Izzo gets his I'm going to say Izzo gets his second. And really the thing is The thing is um I might low key root for Texas Tech in that game. I just I've fallen okay. in love with the way they play. They I think Ewing so needs to give Chris defense. Beard a call and be like, "What the hell are you putting in the water in Lubbock?" Yeah. Nothing made me so amped seeing them just rock out to Old Town Road in the locker yeah. room after that game. Yeah. Beard with the uh, the uh, net around his uh, neck, Head, just yeah. rocking out. It was awesome. But, it, uh, it's, they didn't have any good recruits either. I read something somewhere that Jared Culver was like 312th in his class. Everyone else dude, he was hailed from Lubbock. Yeah. It was funny. He's from Lubbock and wasn't even a Texas Tech fan. He was a Texas fan. It's insane. They're, they're, they could... Depending on, I mean, Culver's probably going to leave, but... Culver should leave, absolutely. But, like, you know... They got Terrence of, Shannon. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Okay. Watch him yeah. become the next Culver. Yeah, I, I was going to fucking say, watch them become, like, the next, you know, program that sneaks up on people. They should. Like, out of the likes of Nova or... Before we, uh... Shit, what was the other program? One other program. I don't know. The UConn? No, no, UVA. Okay. UVA. It was the same thing. Yeah, so we have, we're in our break hour and we have four more minutes, but before we give the little podcast update, yes. guess how many final, guess how many Elite Eights Texas Tech's been to in its entire career? One. Two. When was the last one? Last year. Oh, Elite Eight. Oh, I thought you were yes. saying Final Four. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That was guess, the So, Evans. one Final Four. Guess how many years Beard has been there? Two. Three. Three. So if we're adopting Chris yeah. standards, we're going to the Final Four next year. Yeah, I know. We're, we're a little short of the Elite Eight this year. But a little bit. 
Yeah. But uh, with that, I do think I think we make the tournament next year. I mean, I we, agree. We'll like revisit our takes and then you know have new takes for agree. next year. But and I'll go. Hopefully, with the team broadcast. Oh fuck yeah! Okay. Yes, yes, good. we are aware. Yep. Thank you. So yeah, three minutes now. Three minutes. <laughs> yeah, three minutes. So uh, quick podcast update. Yeah, let's do it. Conclusion of season one. Hell of a pleasure. Yeah, fifteen. 15. It's a quinceanera. <laughs> but um, hopefully was... we're not we're not BSing on this. Uh, we're not BSing on this player interview. We're still working on it, and we're still working on John Fanta. Yeah, so we're gonna get both of them by May, and depending on my location next year, where I will be, I'm aiming to be in Washington D.C. Run it back. Oh yeah. Run as, back, as much hopefully. as I, I love the pain, you know, we both love the pain. We both love the pain, and uh, who knows? Maybe if I'm here over the summer in D.C. Come visit. Maybe oh. we can pop by campus oh. and uh, get the big man while he's not as busy. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. And they both have nice some downtime now. Exactly. Exactly. Who cares about work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? Um, yeah, but thank you to everyone who's been supporting us since we started. I didn't think that we'd be able to do so many episodes. I mean, we've obviously tailored off a lot since spring break, but... Um, I'm impressed with the commitment we've had to it and the positive feedback that we've gotten from everyone. It's been nothing but a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need to do an episode. We just got to get drunk and look at our takes, though. Because those, I, I don't remember most Greg of mine. From the beginning. He, is <laughs> he is the key. Absolutely. Yeah, well, he did have the last shot of our season. So. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, our time is up. Yeah. Mostly because our reservation is up in this room. Yeah. But uh, with that, until next time, Hoya fans. Oh, thank you again for everything.